Hi, my name is Desmond and welcome to my podcast channel Something You Want to Know. For this episode, my first guest is someone who is a psychotherapist, a life leadership trainer, special educator and a drama therapist. She is none other than Dr. Tanuja Prem. My second guest is someone who is an artist and someone who is willing to come out and speak on a topic which is not spoken in India quite often. Her name is Crystal D'Souza. Yes, in today's podcast, we will be discussing about sexual abuse and what exactly is depression and consent and how do we overcome them. Now, Crystal will be sharing an experience. So let's go over to Crystal. Hi guys, uh, my name is Crystal. I'm 25 years old, and I'm here to talk to you about the topic of uh, sexual abuse, uh, a bit of consent, and mental health during uh, these situations in your life. And uh, I come here talking from the point of view, from uh, my own perspective, my personal experiences, and from the experiences I've heard and uh, I've got to know from a lot of my colleagues, friends, and a lot of close people over the years, people who are older to me. people who are younger than me and uh, i have so- sort of summarized it in a couple of uh, stories that maybe uh, you could relate to so the first okay. experience i'd like to talk to you about uh, is uh, of the story of this girl called emma it's of course a pseudonym and uh, emma in the story is a 5 year old girl and uh, she is a beautiful young girl uh, very lively energetic she uh, lives in a relatively modern family educated background and uh, she suffers or she is experiencing sexual abuse multiple times in her life she uh, has been abused by a very close and trusted member known to her family and uh, this has happened multiple times to her now in this story emma can range from a girl between the age of 3 to 12 and uh, the close uh, trusted person can be a relative an uncle a cousin sometimes even a parent a grandparent and maybe even a very close friend and uh, it is this situation that i have actually heard the most common occurrence from women uh, and and girls and from older ladies uh, that has happened in their lives and i also think it's the least uh, reported or mentioned or even uh, taken care of so uh, i i think it is something that most uh, people or most women Uh, can relate to because uh, usually it is somebody very close to them who you trust that something like this happens and uh, i also would like to get a lot of opinion from dr tanuja about this and uh, the the questions that i have is basically what would a girl at that age or maybe even a boy at that age do uh, maybe it is not possible for them to relate or to question or to confide in an elder person because it's probably a very close member of the family and if it is going untreated or or the person uh, kind of you know d- doesn't uh, really attend to this matter at that point in time does it really affect them later in life as it is technically a trauma because in some cases it just happens a couple of times but in some cases it does go on for many years and when i talk about sexual abuse it can go from just a bit of um, molesting to also the extent of rape so uh, this is the first scenario that i think uh, i would like to get some opinions on okay that was a really interesting uh, story 
so let's go go to dr tanuja and let's hear from her what she would like to say uh very sad that sexual abuse happens yes it's a fact it's a truth and csa per se is something that we find uh, very rampant and prevalent all across the world it's not restrictive it's like the corona virus not restrictive to race age or wealth it doesn't see who's rich who's poor what we see here is uh, like she said that the age group of 3 i think it's also below 3 yeah 3 to 12 is what she says but it could be below 3 also where children haven't yet identified words you know that they can use to communicate so what one can do is uh, at a very early age you start identifying body parts with the right names okay when you want to uh, you know people say uh, they call um, a penis a susu uh, so say you want to urinate okay so this a boy has a penis a girl has a vagina give correct words okay that this is the labia this is you have to have your vocabulary in place very very important also who are the primary caretakers of the child okay if it's the parent and the grandparent then we teach the child that when you're young see below 5 they still haven't been uh, they haven't been trained to wash themselves after defecating okay? okay so then we explain to the child that listen who washes your potty place or who washes your anus who washes your behind who washes your bum okay mummy does it yes yeah, so that area is where you wear a panty or you wear an underwear nobody other than your mummy or your you know daddy or whoever is the trusted person who's always cleaning up okay cleans mm. you there now again sometimes the molester may be the primary caretaker itself so there right. also we make the child allow the child to have that freedom okay to understand the difference between a touch that is uncomfortable and a regular wash there is a distinctive difference the a touch that is uncomfortable will be lingering it may be pressured okay there may be a different kind of uh, you know exploration happening which would not happen when somebody is washing you hmm. now all this comes to light sadly after the deed is done yes, because correct, sex yeah. per se is undercover mm-hmm. and such a young child how can you talk to them about sex so taboo that's not what we are looking at we want to educate every single human being about being comfortable within their own selves hmm. yeah i hope I, so we need to we need to actually sit down and work with children and explain to them areas in hmm. their body where people are not supposed to touch them the chest region below the armpits okay the underwear space which is absolutely hmm. sacred to them so this anybody putting their hand inside should be reported and there's no shame in it because you're not responsible for it hmm. okay so i would just like to ask one question to you guys as a teenager why do we fall into this trouble like for example mental health or sexual abuse or depression is it because we don't get proper guidance from our family or who is responsible basically for this act i wish there was a straightforward answer sometimes it could be uh, you know just 
lack of uh, sexual opportunities sometimes it could be an obsession with sex in spite of having fulfillment with whichever partner they have they still may be obsessed with it it could okay. be that the child that adult has been molested or uh, abused as a child and so the story is being taken forward they think that's just the right thing to do it's a very warped sense of thought in the perpetrator there are so mm. many other factors that we you know i mean it's still being looked into and researched and trying to be understood basically mm. what i always say is uh, look at the perpetrator i announced to the world announced to the world that child sexual abuse exists and if anybody is having these kind of thoughts come mm. forth and seek help come let's talk about it when you talk yeah. about it you find a solution on how not to act on it hmm. okay so that is something so we first need to identify the perpetrator instead of just screaming about the abuse that has already happened a lot of people hmm. are doing that but hardly any help is being given to identifying the what if and how to stop it okay. there is this one a friend who i do know who when she got much older she did confide in her close uh, uh, relatives about it that something like this did happen to her and this one gent did reply in the sense that uh, why did you allow it to happen and she was uh, around maybe 4 or 5 years when this incident occurred but they kind of you know put the ball in her court even though she was much older at this time and said that why did you let it happen and at that point you you feel i mean i can i can imagine what she must have gone through at that time and you know really felt that even if i did bring it to my uh, elders at this time what do i do about it now you know so see the easiest one... thing to deflect the situation okay is to protect the adult around us and whoever is complaining whoever is complaining you go for that complainant okay mm-hmm. so that person gets into a fix on how to respond most people in the family don't want to uh, sully the relationship that they share with the others in the family hmm. okay and a four year old child how does he know how does she know the difference okay ideally so, what we would say if it has happened once and the child has realized that i was uncomfortable then we uh, you know encourage and educate the child not to spend alone time with that adult okay then as an adult if somebody says why did you allow me to allow it to happen to you the child is not responsible it is the adult perpetrator who is responsible or the teenage perpetrator who is responsible so first we need to talk to them the child is being taken care of with it by a team of people but that person also needs to be spoken to and corrected so that it doesn't happen again and again and again thank you uh, dr tanuja for this lovely feedback and thank you crystal as well so let's go to the next part so let's talk about mm-hmm. depression i would like to know uh, something about depression and the kids nowadays you know they are facing a lot of depression so if dr tanuja can explain what is depression and how we can prevent uh, you know getting depressed very easy depression is a mental illness okay depression is a clinical clinical illness okay so you and i uh, are people who can just keep saying i am depressed but actually are you depressed a person who is depressed is somebody who has 
intense intense uh, you know symptoms about it and it's not something that's so easy to come out of you need to have medication you need to be on medication you need to uh, it's not so easy you know you do go for a walk you meditate you stay calm these are suggest- suggestions mm. given to people who are depressed okay but it's not physiologically possible for them it's so difficult for them to even basically sustain their everyday living because mm. it is something it's an illness that takes you over okay uh what you can do as a friend is you can speak to your the person that you see is slightly more you know that concerns you figure out with them talk try talking to them try drawing them out if you feel that yes this is situation which is persistent oh my god he's not getting out of it at all if you feel that there's a mood swing sometimes extremely happy sometimes extremely down in the dumps what mm. kind you know what kind of uh, mood swings is that person having what kind of behavior is that person displaying once mm. you observe that you can immediately inform the family members that this person okay. needs help okay and speak to your friend also ki listen yaar you know i think we need to get ourselves our life into order and let's mm. see a psychiatrist let's speak to a psychotherapist let's figure mm. out how we can get our life back on track so once a person okay. is on a medication then the person starts getting open to talk therapy and that's what helps most times people have intense sadness and not depression and they are okay. not depression is a term which is thrown around very frequently mm. it is littered in our society okay clinical depression is a completely different ball game okay so phook phook ke chalo and mm. treat it with respect that term okay so i have a question to dr tanuja so don't you think school should incorporate a subject where they groom their students to deal with such problems where they can be practiced to face hardships that will come in their life in terms of depression or in terms of sexual abuse what do you feel uh schools have excellent resource rooms okay wherein they have a team of people that work with these subjects regularly and of late in the last few years it has become uh you know a part of their daily routine to work with bullying and other things and my organization education matters also runs different initiatives and we have make the right choice which we have trained over, we have trained over 9000 students on these okay. very topics of anti bullying of how to stand up for yourself on how to recognize uh, sexual abuse within your classroom how to stand up for it what to do okay all these factors i mean are what we worked into our program and we have been steadily working across schools and schools are open welcoming we work with how to emotionally educate our children okay. yeah and team members team members are also very hopeful and they come forth and say ma'am ye wala topic kar rahe so the schools are very supportive hmm. there's there's a change but change takes its own time yeah so i am hopeful once the lockdown opens we'll have more we'll have more change coming through <laughs> yeah that is for sure yeah So Crystal do you have anything else if you would uh, you know like to ask Dr Tanuja 
Yeah, sure. Uh, maybe I can do. I can uh, get across one question. So yes. um, I I really do appreciate the change that we are seeing because honestly, it is a very big difference from the current generations and what we have seen. And many people and almost the society itself is very much open-minded towards talking, towards listening to these uh, topics. They are educating themselves as well, but uh, there is still a generational gap because today's kids do get. Uh, educated in these topics but the adults themselves have probably not got this education and then again we have this conflict of uh, understanding of maybe things like consent so uh, this is mm-hmm. something also which i think is a very important uh, topic because uh, many people don't realize the meaning of having the age of consent especially if it how it works in the law it is 18 years of age if people don't know and uh, mm-hmm. it applies to both boys and girls so this is something very crucial i think because uh, nowadays children uh, even as they date if if there's a child who's probably 15 or 17 years of age is dating somebody who's around 25 it is technically according to our law not right so mm. this is one thing which i think also needs some notice and I, i mean i i'm not aware if it's part of your organization's teaching but i mean this is one point which i really thought is very important because as much as children get sex education they don't understand the meaning of consent So this is really something which I feel is important. The human body also needs to be developmentally ready, which it starts mm-hmm. getting after the age of eighteen. Okay. Okay. Physically, mm-hmm. you're ready to indulge in sex. Okay. Maybe anatomically, you're ready. Mm-hmm. All right. But for it to be a safe process, for it to be a process where conditioning is different, there's a lot more that goes to it. And consent is not only between eighteen and twenty-five or any such age group. Consent has to be for yeah, life. It has to be in a relationship. Right. Consent ha- means respect. Mm-hmm. Okay, even if you're married to somebody and that person says, "Hello, I'm not interested in intercourse right now," the spouse right. needs to be respectful and say, "Okay." Others that also tantamount if that person forces himself or herself onto the spouse, that also tantamounts to rape. So consent across all ages is very very important. So this is something okay. that we need to work very actively about. And just because you're in a relationship does not mean you have to consummate it. Mm-hmm. Love has many different forms. Penetrative intercourse is not a statement of love. Mm. Okay. as teenagers okay. penetrative intercourse is not a statement of love that is something that every boy and girl needs to realize and they need to actually work with themselves you spoke about generation gap generation mm-hmm. gaps are going to exist as long as the world exists okay because people mm-hmm. who are older than us always know more than us they've they've seen many more christmases so <laughs> they always have that concept we know better okay mm-hmm. very few people are right. open to the idea of learning mm-hmm. so we work with who's open and hope for change and change and change <laughs> so i like to say happy times you know that happy times are there let's yes. work with <laughs> yes definitely <laughs> if you are ever physically emotionally verbally mm-hmm. mentally sexually being abused at whatever level and you need to talk don't just reach out to your friend 
okay reach out to a professional so that you can get actual help correct today we have laws in place where the child does not need to go to the police station nor does the lady need to go to the police station the police will come to you and take a statement there is a lot of work that has been uh, you know put in to protect the rights of women and children a lot of men also i see nowadays are getting physically abused by their wives so they can also reach out there is no shame in it reaching out talking to somebody about what is actually troubling you what is causing you to be slightly away from your everyday functioning mm. is okay talk talking helps okay that's talk, all yes. i'd like to say yes talk yes. talk to the right yes. person yes. Hmm? thank you happy time well that's all for today's episode of something you want to know thanks for listening and i would like to thank my guest dr tanuja and crystal for joining me and for sharing your experiences and for helping us understand what exactly is sexual abuse depression and consent make sure you subscribe to my youtube channel so you never miss an episode thanks and peace out